today, um, America's top diplomat, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, was sounding the alarm about civilian deaths in the war zone. Of course, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu ruled out a humanitarian pause until hostages held by Hamas are released. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, the bombardment of Gaza continues. The Israeli army have encircled Gaza City, apparently. Now, there are many Canadians trapped in Gaza right now. And while some have been able, some people have been able to leave over the last few days across the Rafah crossing with Egypt uh, in southern Gaza. No Canadians have been amongst those yet. But there is some a glimmer of hope tonight. Global Affairs Canada has started informing some trapped there that they could be allowed out as early as Sunday. Um, a group, you know, there are again, I think roughly 440 uh, that are there. Um, today, Prime Minister Trudeau was asked about this. He was in Washington meeting with a bunch of people, including President Biden. Here's what he had to say. We were encouraged by the assurances that Minister Jolie received from Israel and from Egypt that Canadians and their families will be able to leave Gaza in the coming days. We will not stop until all Canadians are brought out to safety. That was the Prime Minister. Amongst those who've been watching very closely is Omar Mansour. He's a Vancouver resident. Uh, he has a bunch of family in Gaza, 11 members of his family, I believe. Omar, thank you so much tonight. Hi, thank you. Tell me a bit about just the situation. I know you've been trying to get a hold of people. It's been very difficult to reach anyone in Gaza, I know. Uh, what's the situation this evening or, or the last you heard from your family? How are they? Where are they? Yeah, they used to be on the northern of the Gaza Strip. Uh, my place, my house is located on the northern of the Gaza Strip in a city called Beit Lahia, which is like three kilometers away from um, the borders with Israel, where now all the fights are actually going on, mainly in Beit Lahia, Beit Hanun and that area. I was able to evacuate them to the um, like between the borders of the Gaza Strip and north of Gaza, which is like another like two three kilometers away. Mm-hmm. That was a couple of days ago. They managed to escape um, to there to uh, my other sister place. Um, they spent one night and they got bombed the same night, and they went back. They went now to another third place, which is in the Gaza City. Um, this explains the intensity of the battles on the ground. Yeah. Uh, have you been able to speak to them? Uh, I, I know I read earlier the week you did manage to get hold of, I think, your brother. But it's been, again, it's been very difficult to get uh, to get a hold of anyone with just how uh, sporadic the connections are. Yeah, I mean, you have to call them like 50, 50 times uh, to get like to get hold of them if their phones are charged. Um, they've been running out of batteries and also the power banks are, are empty. Uh, they get the chance sometimes to charge when there's someone who is having any kind of like solar panels around. Uh, if they are lucky, they can go maybe to a neighbor or something to get some um, hydro and so they can charge their phones. Uh, I was able to get uh, hold of them during the bombing and after um, the last time I was able to get hold of them was like uh, four hours ago. I should call them every day at around 6 a.m. their time and like mm-hmm. check on them if they are still alive or not. Wow. Uh, it's 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 your parents. There's a, I, I was reading there's 11 members of your family. Is that right? Sisters, brothers, parents, and so on? Yeah. So my uh, I have seven sisters. Six of them are living in the Gaza Strip. And I have uh, one brother, uh, my parents, uh, but also I have my uh, brothers-in-laws also and my sister and their kids. Um, there was apparently around like uh, 25 people in the house that got bombed uh, the first time and the second time. And now we just made our evacuation plan is like, we don't want to die all of us in one bomb. Let's spread around the Gaza Strip. So two, um, one sister and her husband and kids decided to go to the south to another place. Uh, another one went to another place. So we kind of spread now so we don't all die in the same bump. 
Well, I, and I guess in this case, um, I know we've been talking a lot about Canadians being able, potentially being able to leave, but that wouldn't that wouldn't apply in the case of your family. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to push MPs and try to push the Canadian government to do the same scenario they did with the Ukrainians when they mm. offered the emergency visa or urgent visa. I really wish Canadian government treats um, Canadians um, in the Gaza Strip the same way they treated the Ukrainians. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in your situation, I, what if you, what would you like to I mean? Now, obviously, that's you'd like to see the Canadian government help out here, right? I mean, you you are a Canadian permanent resident. This is your family. Uh, you'd like to see Canada come come to your aid. Absolutely. Like, I don't need tax money to sponsor my family. I do have enough money to sponsor all my family members, and they are really good professionals. Uh, that Canada really needs them in the job market. Uh, for example, my sister, Russia, she is a physiotherapist. My other one is a doctor who works in labs. My brother is a programmer. Um, both my parents are retired now, so they don't need any any kind of like assistance. My other sister is a well-known um, social media journalist, so she's technical. I really wish if the Canadian government can allow them to come here, uh, I'll be able to host them, offer them accommodation, and I do have enough savings to support them. Yeah, and you do you do get the sense when you see this from your from your position you see this as as different as different as different rules for different people. Hundred percent, it is it is full hypocrisy, and um, uh, and I don't like they are not acting the same way. I mean, we've seen the numbers of children who died in the whole twenty five six twenty six days is is equivalent to the, the the numbers of people who died in Ukraine in in the last two years. Um, that's that's about the intensity of the battles and the and the killing of the innocent people in the Gaza Strip. And Canadian government should take serious actions towards that because mainly who are dying are innocent civilians, and my parents are, and every single person in my family members is only a civilian. Yeah, and you know, I think oftentimes uh, these calls for humanitarian pauses. I mean, there's been a lot of language throwing around, been thrown around. Clearly, that hasn't happened yet, but that's what Canada is asking for. That's what a lot of people are asking for: is a pause. Is that is that something that you would be urging the Canadian government for as well? Uh, I, I think I've seen Trudeau uh, announcing this from D.C. just a couple hours ago, and mm-hmm. he even stumbled with the word ceasefire, and then he took it back and he said a pause. Um, I think he would be willing to say a ceasefire, although, again, hypocrisy is playing a big role in this. I don't think Gazans need a, a pause or humanitarian pause on what's happening. Uh, from mm-hmm. day one when this incident happened, I knew what was going to happen, and I said, and we went to the streets saying that we want one thing, which is a ceasefire. You know, we've, we've, we've been called as, as um, pro, pro-Hamas supporters or Hamas supporters. I've never been a supporter of Hamas since even when I was in the Gaza Strip. I actually spent uh, a total of six months in their prisons against their actions and, and against their, um, like, in general about, like, them not fully representing uh, all Palestinians. But this has to stop. There are innocent people who are dying right now in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, I, I mean, you you make a very interesting. I, I don't want to ask you. I I make a, a, a I on purpose don't ask individual people to to answer for Hamas because I don't think it's fair. But clearly, there is a lot of different opinions within the complexities of that. You would know them from seeing them firsthand, though. Uh, how do you how do you negotiate a ceasefire with Hamas? Uh, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not a Hamas member. Neither a spokesperson no, of Hamas, yeah. or you, neither the government. Um, yeah. But I I think what should happen is. Um, yeah, there, there has been lots of Israelis um, who who said that we want our people back, we want our kids back, based on a, a negotiation of releasing uh, Palestinian prisoners, and that's what Hamas said in their in the last statement they 
it's been talking about is like release 7,000 Palestinian prisoners and let's do a prisoner swap. I think this situation would prevent lots of killing of innocent people. Mm-hmm. Um, at least at least a ceasefire, a ceasefire and then let them negotiate under um, big power who can actually uh, have some impact on the Israeli government on, on, and also and also many um, allies who are also like Egypt who can actually support these kind of conversations. Egypt has be, has played big role in all the previous conversations and negotiations and different escalations um, by communicating with with the Americans and also the Canadians in Germany. I think if the if the world comes together to really bring justice to everyone, they can do it. But what I'm seeing from from what I'm seeing and playing the double standard, I don't think any major Western power is really interested in in in, in seeing an end to this whole um, uh, to this whole killing. It's been going for 75 years. Uh, they've been witnessing from day one. Um, the story and the context of the story is not October 7th. But if, if, if any of those powers were really interested into bringing peace to both people, both nations to live side by side, they would have would have done it a long time ago. Well, Omar, listen, obviously, you know, we, we all, I don't think anyone um, doesn't, I don't think anyone can imagine what it's like for your family right now uh, on this side of, on this side of things. So I wish them safety and I hope you, I hope you're reunited. Thank you.